Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Oh, they're absolutely spectacular. It's, um, it's like walking through a little nirvana in Washington, D.C. Oh, they make me feel like springtime. Spring has finally arrived. I love flowers, so I just, I love Mother Nature. It's um, relaxing, rejuvenating. Amazing. It's very nice. <laughs> we, have, we haven't anything like this in Norway. Every spring, Washington, D.C. changes its hue. Cherry blossom trees flower with light pink blooms, lining the banks of the tidal basin and dotting the capital streets. These trees are the city's botanical mascot. More than one million people attend the National Cherry Blossom Festival each year. There's a big parade and even pink fireworks. The festival ends with Sakura Matsuri, the biggest celebration of Japanese culture in the United States. That's because the trees, in addition to being just plain beautiful, have been a standing symbol of Japanese-American friendship for more than a century. But the trees, well, they haven't always been embraced with such kindness. The story of the trees begins on February 14, 1912, when 3,000 cherry blossom trees were shipped from Japan to the United States. The saplings were sent as a gift, according to the National Park Service, by the city of Tokyo to then First Lady Helen Taft. When the trees arrived in Seattle a month later, they were loaded onto insulated freight train cars and sent to Washington, D.C. First Lady Taft and Vicontis Chinda, wife of the Japanese ambassador, planted one together along the tidal basin at a small ceremony. And for a while, the cherry blossom trees were a big hit. By 1935, civic groups and gardening clubs planned the first cherry blossom festival. The trees were so adored that by November of 1938, people were going out of their way to protect them. That year, workmen uprooted 88 cherry blossom trees to make room for the new Jefferson Memorial. To save those trees, a group of 150 women stormed the worksite. They seized shovels and started filling in the holes dug around the trunks. Some even chained themselves to the trees to protest their destruction. But here's the thing. The trees had never been set to be destroyed. A park official told the Washington Post that the trees were being removed and transplanted. None have been chopped down, nor will any be, the official said. The ladies of the Cherry Tree Rebellion, including those chained to trees, were not convinced. According to one account, they only stood down after being served never-ending cups of coffee by government officials. Their need for restrooms hastened their decision to remove the chains. But then something else happened, something that made Americans fall out of love with the trees. From the NBC newsroom in New York. December 7th, 1941. President Roosevelt said in a statement today that the Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii from the air. Shocked by the attacks, Americans quickly looked for ways to express anti-Japanese sentiment. In the days after the attacks, Buddhist temples and Japanese-owned grocery stores were vandalized. 
Japanese products were pulled from the shelves. And in Washington, D.C., the cherry blossom trees became a target. In the middle of the night, vandals crept onto the mall and quietly sawed down four of the trees. With knives, they carved to hell with the Japanese onto the stumps. The toppling of trees was decried by officials, but they didn't acknowledge the act as racist. Instead, then-superintendent of the National Capital Parks said he blamed misguided individuals, probably youths. While more than 100,000 Japanese Americans were interned in labor camps during World War II, a letter-writing campaign in D.C. was organized to call for all cherry blossom trees to be torn up by the roots. Officials resisted the campaign, but instead decided to refer to the trees as Oriental rather than Japanese. After the war ended, the relationship between Japan and the U.S. slowly began to reform. The National Cherry Blossom Festival, canceled for five springs, was up and running again in 1947. Half a million people came to see the trees in bloom. That same year, the trees went back to being called Japanese. And since then, Japan has sent thousands of new trees to D.C. since that first shipment in 1912. The National Park Service, in turn, sends cuttings of roots and buds back to Japan. There, new saplings grow, saplings that might someday make their way back to Washington, ready to star in the next Cherry Blossom Festival. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Steve Hendricks for the Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. <laughs>